On today's podcast, we're going to talk about a challenging topic. We're going to discuss a challenging topic that is uh, both, well, we have a couple of reasons why we're going to talk about it. Right. One is because of some recent news events, uh, but the other is because what many of our viewers, most of our viewers, maybe even all of our viewers, except for <laughs> a couple of people, um, know is that um, I recently went back and started working in the school system. We refer to it as running away from home. <laughs> sort of, okay. uh, prodigal son. Um, so I, I went back and I'm now a school psychologist in our, our local school district. Uh, I have a couple of different schools, uh, four different schools. You know, actually I'm glad you are. Yeah. Because it's very difficult to keep up with all of the changes mm -hmm. in education. Mm -hmm. it's, it's changing so rapidly all over the country. So it's really good to have you there because you're, you're, you're keeping us up to date on what schools are looking for. So right. it makes our practice a little bit easier. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I, I'm working in the school districts, uh, school district in the morning, uh, or during the day, right. sort of morning, in the, <laughs> um, throughout the, the school day. And then I, I come in and see some patients in the afternoon, evening. Well, we um, have an odd concept so. of day, right? <laughs> right. There was uh, the college football season started yesterday. And I had a cousin who goes to all the, the foot, uh, Florida football games. And he went to one yesterday, and mm -hmm. I thought about you because I got a text from him. Our day starts very early mm -hmm. in the morning. And so I got a text from him. Uh, it was a night game, and they had to drive back home. He got home at 3.48 a.m. And that happens to you sometimes when you go to uh, America. Yeah. Uh, Orlando City matches. Uh, Orlando City soccer matches. Yeah. And, so, and he knew that I was awake at 3.48, so he texted me. He was mm -hmm. complaining about the game. And so he texted me at 3.48, and he said, I have to settle down because we're awake. So when you say you have to go to school in the morning, it's a relative term. You right. Know, cause morning, is 8 o'clock is like lunchtime. For yeah, us. we've been working for a while by then. But right. so, so come in and do our morning stuff. I go mm -hmm. work in the, the schools uh, for the school day, You're come right. back and see a few patients and, and all. But right. one of the things that uh, has really um, been a highlight mm -hmm. uh, since I uh, went back to the schools is the discussion about school safety, um, active shooters, yeah. um, and those kinds of things. And it has been, um, I hate to use the phrase eye-opening, because you, you, I know that it's a, a big mm -hmm. issue, a big topic, and those kinds of things. But my goodness, the, the amount of time and uh, resources that have been poured into um, these discussions and these issues is really took me by surprise. You know, we had the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas right. shooting here in Florida last year. Mm -hmm. right? Was it 20, uh, 2017, 2017, right? Okay. And we spent 2018, in fact, we were involved in assessing the... Um, was it 2017? I don't remember. It was, I thought it was 2018. It may have been 2018, yeah. Just over a year and a half ago. Right. Yeah. And so we spent much of last year uh, discussing this, mm -hmm. um, evaluating uh, resource officers right. uh, to be added to the schools. Um, and I thought that there would be this flurry of activity last year, the mm -hmm. 2017-18 school year. There's been much more activity this year right. than last year. Yeah. I, I thought there would be this... You know, you anticipate that right. there would be this activity. It's much, and parents are much more concerned this year than mm -hmm. they've ever been before. Right. I, I thought, again, that would abate right. this this school year. But in fact, it has increased this school year. Right. Uh, parent concerns, fears for the safety of their children. And um, I find that interesting that, yeah. that it's actually increasing this year. Yeah, right? it, it was 2018. Um, I was thinking about a few of the students I've been working with. but. Um, 
So, so yeah, I thought that the, the 2018 to 2019 school year would be when we really saw um, a lot of stuff started, but it's the 2019-2020. Right. Yeah, I, th- I guess it just they just needed the time to put all this stuff together. I guess. Because, um, mm-hmm. my goodness, have they put a lot of stuff together. Um, for, for people working in the schools, um, yeah. uh, teachers and administrators and practice drills and all mm-hmm. the things that they're supposed to Videos do. Videos and educational things yeah. for different grade levels and for the staff and, and faculty. And, right. Um, it, it's, it's um, impressive while at the same time sort of unnerving just a little bit that it, there's so much. I mean, you, you really, uh, you're really inundated with it. And you begin to think that, wow, maybe this is a serious problem. When in fact, schools are some of the safest places in the world. To right. Be, you know, well, yeah, um, not that you just think it's a, a serious issue, but it's, if you're not careful, you, you can start to get, become somewhat paranoid. Right. right. Um, that, That's what oh I Oh my think. gosh, this mm-hmm. is... Yeah, we're, happen. we're creating a pro- maybe creating a problem where there isn't one, or at least creating concerns, right? Where there or more concern than there needs to be, right? You know? Right. Um, yeah, but but we've poured a lot of resources into right. this, at least in the state of Florida. Right. So so that's one reason why we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. talk a little bit about it today. The other reason is because there were some recent, uh, relatively recent mass shootings over the right. past month or so, mm-hmm. um, three within about a week or so, um, right. Last month. Right. Um, uh, one in um, Texas. Dayton, Ohio, and um, the Paso, other right? in El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Right. So um, there have been three shootings, and and the second concern is that after the um, El Paso and Dayton shootings, uh, there there's always this flurry of media activity right. where uh, political leaders are um, interviewed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, different people start to make comments. And one of the things that concerned us is that the president um, was on camera immediately right. after the El Paso and, and Dayton shootings, uh, blaming it on uh, mental illness, that, that uh, hate and mental illness were the cause of shootings. And he mm-hmm. specified very clearly, it's not guns that pull the trigger, that, that are the problem, it is um, hate and mental illness. Right. And this concerns us, right. because once again, it raises this um, difficult question um, and very contentious question of whether um, mass shooters are mentally ill. Right. Okay. And uh, we want to talk about that because there, there's two issues here. One is that clearly um, there's a mental disturbance somewhere. Right. Okay. Uh, nobody questions that. Uh, and when the media, uh, when the media get a hold of these stories, mm-hmm. um, the first thing that comes up, well, surely this is a madman. Surely, right. the, surely there must be a mental illness. Um, we don't doubt for a minute that there's uh, some um, emotional, mental mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. somewhere. However, to call it a mental illness, um, it puts it in a different category. Right. And right. the reason is because a mental illness is a category of psychological pro- uh, diagnoses. Right. Okay? It categorizes mm-hmm. um, psychological Right. Um, problems. There's yeah. a there was a recent article published um, uh, in um, WebMD, WebMD mm-hmm. uh, by Seth um, Gillahan, and he says the problem begins with the misuse of the term mental illness. It's meant to refer to diagnosable psychological conditions. Right. Okay. It isn't hateful and twisted thinking. Right. So that's the first distinction. Right. Clearly, this is a mass shootings are a sign of hateful and twisted thinking. Mm-hmm. 
but that's different from mental illness. Right. And that's the first, we want to make that distinction. We're going to talk about that distinction today. Because right. to blame it on mental illness is, is to, it's, it's a serious um, conceptual definitional right. error, but it also stigmatizes people with mental illness. And we're going to talk about both those right. things. Right. Yeah, so, so when we think about mental illness, again, we're talking about diagnosable conditions, right? right. Diagnosable disorders. And right. so there's a, we have a manual called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual right. uh, for Mental Disorders. And right. we're in the fifth edition, came out in mm -hmm. 2013. Um, right. the, it's been around for a long time and it's published by the American Psychiatric Association. Mm -hmm. But it, it details um, all of the diagnoses, uh, about 500 or so diagnoses Almost, yeah. um, that, uh, that, that, are, that we have identified, um, as well as a, a whole group of others that are of clinical concern that we're researching right. that may be included in future um, editions. Mm -hmm. um, but these are diagnosable conditions, and, and the key issue is that they create impairment in functioning. And so they're, they're the idea of a mental illness or a um, mental health diagnosis mm -hmm is that it, um, is, it seeks to identify and structure the way that we think about dysfunction. Mm -hmm. um, so if right. a person is depressed, you, you can be depressed um, because of something that happened in your life or, or, or whatnot, um, but you don't have a depressive disorder until it creates an impairment in functioning right. that lasts a certain amount of time and mm -hmm. uh, meets some other conditions. And so it helps to differentiate typical common symptoms that we all experience mm -hmm. um, from something that we would consider more of a disorder. Right. And the purpose of this whole area of mental illness mm -hmm. is to create a system where we understand it well enough mm -hmm. to uh, develop effective interventions. Right. You know, that there there's a problem, a person comes in uh, who's anxious or depressed mm -hmm. or unhappy or w whatever, whatever the person may be struggling with, is that we have a way of, of talking. We have a common language right. to talk about these things. And I can come up to you and say, hey, Bernie, I have this patient, she's depressed mm -hmm. or he's anxious, right. and we have a common language right. to talk about. That's mental illness, mm -hmm. okay? And that's a very different animal than the twisted, um, hateful, angry um, feelings that produce mass shooters, right. okay? Right. Um, when the media gets hold of these things, or when politicians or pundits get hold of these things, there's always there's this natural tendency to try to figure out what or whom to blame. Right. So, so I think that in in building from that, it is important to say that there is something wrong with someone who would engage in these kinds of behaviors. Absolutely. There's absolutely something wrong. Not necessarily they have a mental illness. Um, the 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 Texas um, Tower um, shooter. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember his name. Um, Charles Whitman. Um, he didn't have a mental illness. He had a brain tumor. He had a brain tumor. So he had a medical right. condition that right. that was um, that attributed to the behaviors that we saw that that led to to those shootings. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't have a mental illness. He had a brain tumor that right. was impairing his brain functioning. Um, so so we know that there's something. You know, in, in that case, there was a medical condition that was mm -hmm. wrong with that person. Mm -hmm. um, for some people, there are um, emotional issues. There are relationship issues. There mm -hmm. are um, just belief issues that don't necessarily meet criteria for a mental illness, right. um, but there is something wrong with the way that that person is thinking that's leading mm -hmm. them to engage in these behaviors. Right, right. And so when we look for blame, mm -hmm. 
let's make sure we go to the right places. Right. Okay. And as soon as we hear these, uh, we we um, hear about these shootings, um, one of the uh, elected officials said, "Well, this is because of video games." Right. Okay. That was one of the things that's blamed. This isn't about video games. Mm -hmm. If video games were the cause of mass shootings, you have to do two things. Number one, you have to account for all the people who play violent video games mm -hmm. who never shoot anybody. Right. Okay? The second thing you have to do is you have to account for all of the other countries in the world where teenagers and young adults play violent video, the same violent video games our children yeah. are playing, and they don't have these mass shootings. Right. So it's not video games. It may, they may play a role for some people, but video games are not the problem. Right. Okay. Um, we also know that um, um, it's not the internet. Right. Okay. Um, the vice president of the United States said we should spend more time on our knees and less time on the internet. And the internet is not the problem. Otherwise, you have to account for right. internet use all over the world where they don't have mass shootings. Um, and then the president blamed mental illness. And it's just as erroneous to say it's right. mental illness because we know that it's not mental illness. Twisted thinking, yes. Hateful thinking, yes. But not mental illness. Okay? Right. So we have to move away from this idea that it's mental illness. Well, we have to, <clears throat> we have to be cautious anytime that we, we seek to blame um, and, and feel as though we identify a specific cause. Right. Because w while there are a number of, of problems associated with that, the big uh, problem that's associated with that is that as soon as we feel as though we've identified why something happens, what do we do? We stop looking. We well, stop that's one problem. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. we, we stop looking for right. the cause. And so as soon as we say, you know what, it's mental illness, then we start putting together some issues, some, some policies or uh, practices that are going to help account for right. the, the, the mental illness um, as a factor. But we stop looking for any other potential reason um, or, or identifier or mm -hmm. um, cause for some of these things. And we just focus on mental illness. And so we miss a lot of information. That's right. That's one of the, pro you're absolutely right. We stop looking right for the real cause. Yeah, because what, um, what is the old saying? You know, why is it always in the last place we look? Right. Because as soon as we found it, or we think we found it, we right. stop looking. Stop looking. Right. And the other thing is, is that when people of influence, whether it's a physician or a psychologist or an elected official, and especially the, you bring the power of the presidency right. to it, when you say it's mental illness, you're influencing right. millions of people to believe something that's incorrect right. okay and that's the other problem and, and what happens then is you stigmatize the mentally ill if you had blamed all shooters are male and white right. typically okay well do we stigmatize all white males right no you wouldn't dream of doing that um, so we have to be very careful because we're in a place in our country today where we're trying to destigmatize right. mental illness and the reason is is that we want people who need help mm -hmm. to not be afraid to seek help. Right. Okay. And so there's, you know, we say in, in, in our field and, and in, with the insurance business, well, f mental illness should be reimbursed right. just as physical illnesses are reimbursed. Right. Okay. Um, and that would encourage, but, but most insurance policies make a very clear distinction between reimbursing for physical illness right. versus reimbursing for mental illness. Right. Okay. And it's called parity in, in, in our business. And while there are laws written to encourage or to insist on parity, in fact, most people right. have two insurance policies, one right. for physical, one for mental right. illness. And 
if if you and people are still reluctant to seek um, assistance with mental health issues. Right. Okay. And that's a huge problem. So we're trying to destigmatize and say, no, it's okay to seek help when you need it. Um, but this stigmatizes. This makes you makes people with mental illness um, look like there's something that that they are somehow prone to mass shootings. Right. And, and what's what has happened here in, in the state of Florida um, that, yeah. that sort of bridges those two things, mm-hmm. th- those two issues, it is we have created policy that because we think it, that mental illness is you know a key factor, right. we have created policies that are are, are extremely concerning to those mm-hmm. of us who work in the mental health field. Right. Uh, what one of the things that's happening here in in Florida, um, and I'm not sure if it's happening in other states, is that we have created the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act mm-hmm. um, that gives uh, funding to schools, which is fantastic. It gives yeah. funding to schools to help encourage uh, mental health support and, and services for students, and, that, and that's wonderful. Um, however, there are other aspects of that act that are extremely concerning. For example, one of the things that it does is it it, it posits the, um, the the creation of a database. Right. Um, and right. in that database, from what the the, the, the laws and policies are, are, are saying, and I'm not sure if exactly if it's if it has been yet created, uh, but the idea is that a database is going to be created that has um, that identifies all students who are potential risks. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the factors that could get a person on that list is a history of mental health treatment. Right. And so there are schools. I'm not sure if it's all schools, but some of the schools that we've we've mm-hmm. seen and, and heard about, when when parents are filling out the the intro paperwork, you know, for for in, entering the school, okay. um, one of the questions on there is, um, have you has your child ever been referred for mental health treatment? Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a little uh, note at the bottom of the page that warns uh, that any any misleading information or any um, <laughs> I- incorrect or uh, falsifying the documents yeah. in any ways mm-hmm. could be considered a third-degree felony <laughs> in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. A third-degree felony is punishable by five years, up to five years in prison, right. plus fines and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a felony, yeah. you know. So then you have a felony, even if you don't get prison time, you have a felony on your record. Right. And so you try to get a job. Forever. Right. Mm-hmm. So. If we think about just for a moment, if we think about what that means, mm-hmm. um, if if your kid is going into some of these schools and you have to fill out this right. paperwork, and your child has ever been referred or recommended to mm-hmm. see a mental health counselor, you have to say yes. Right. That's right. That could and probably will put your child's name on that list on the database. Your child's on the database now, which means keep an eye on this kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, there's lots of questions about that. You know, what if your neighbor says, hey, you should have your kid see a therapist because, you know, um, you know, he's running around all, mm-hmm. all, all, all wild outside and everything. And, you know, maybe get some right. behavioral strategies or something because he has ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, well, is that a referral for mental health treatment? It is. Like if one? you if you seek mental health. If somebody says you should see a mental you go to health a professional. Yeah. yeah. And with computers, I mean, you're you're in the system. Right. You know whether it's insurance or not, you're in somebody's computer, yeah, and it's trackable, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if any, if you're going to be completely honest, if anybody right. says, "Man, you should really see a psychologist," you should right. see a psychiatrist, you should see a therapist, mm-hmm. 
does a school counselor or school psychologist count as a mental health professional? If you if you saw that person, would that would that count? I think yes, it would. And if it does, again, think about the number of people, kids, students who are going to be potentially placed on this database. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wherever they go, whatever school they go to, that school is going to have access to the database, and they That's can right. do a search and find to see if your kid's name is on that list. Yeah, the scary part of this is that if you if you seek treatment for, say, ADHD, mm-hmm. and your child is referred, goes to a professional, whether or not they receive any treatment, mm-hmm. but let's say they receive medication management so they can so they can manage school, okay? Right. Now they're on a list. Now they mm-hmm. have been identified right. as a potential problem, right. okay? And that, that's very, very, very concerning to right. us because where, where does it... Because there's no connection right. between mental illness and school shootings. Right. Now, we have, I, I have yet to find out if this database is live yet. It was supposed right. to be live as of August 1st. Yeah. I, supposed to be. I talked to a principal the other day, and she said she wasn't aware of anything that parents were currently filling out. And, so. and what's, what's interesting is that I've talked to principals, too, and they don't know for sure if the database they don't really know when the database is going to be available. Right. Again, it was supposed to be available, I think it was August 1st, right. but they don't know. So there was this looming... Um, some could, but, but you see where, where people are going, where right. public policy is going. Because again, when you, when you attribute mass shootings to mental illness, you start to create these interventions that, um, number one, have unintended consequences, mm-hmm. but number two, shouldn't even be pursued to begin with. Because there is no connection between mental illness, as we define it, there's no connection between mental illness and mass shooting. No, no direct connection, because I think it's, what, 4% of mass shooters have an identified mental illness. That's right. And 25% of people with mental illness are victims of mass shooting. So 25% of victims have a mental illness. Have a mental illness. Right. And so um, if you want to treat a problem, right. let's address why our why are 25% of victims have a diagnosis of mental illness? That's a larger problem. But it speaks to this other issue of um, how do you define this? Because if you say, well, they're mentally ill, okay, what you're talking about are severely mentally ill. I mean, people with ADHD or depression or anxiety, obviously ADHD isn't a a red flag for school shooters. Right. Okay. So if we say, well, let's take the most severely mentally ill. Right. So we're talking about schizophrenia, paranoia, right. mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Right. There's no evidence that those people right. commit these crimes. Right. In the first place, these crimes are committed by people who can plan, organize, purchase, get to the location, calculate everything. People with severe mental, mental illnesses don't have those capacities. You have a really difficult time with that. It'd be difficult for a person who's truly mentally ill to go through all that planning. Right. Okay. So if you use a very narrow definition of mental illness, you're talking about people who may not be able to plan these things adequately anyway. Well, and and the example that I use in class is, um, is this. We live in a county roughly, it's probably more now, but roughly about 500,000 people Hmm. in, in in our county. All right. The prevalency rate of schizophrenia is about 1%. 1%. So means there's 5,000 people in, in our county with mm-hmm. schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. No mass shootings. No. Never, and, and not that I'm 
daring anything no, to happen, not, of course, or anything right. like that. We're not taunting anybody. But, here, but. you know, it, it's an indication, not that there's not violence in, in, in our county, Absolutely. not that there's not any of those issues, because there's just as much in our county as there is anywhere else. But when you think about the prevalency of... Um, just that single disorder. Right. right. Um, you know, 5,000 people with that, and, and we have no history. And of they're that. not committing these kinds of crimes. They're not. You know, they no. might be homeless. They might be, you know, stealing things out of dumpsters or hassling people. But right. they're not committing the kinds of crimes that we're talking about here, right. these mass shootings. That's right. not who's doing this. Right. And that, that's been very clear for decades now, right. that it's not that group of people with mental illness. Right. And the same can be said about whether it's schizophrenia, uh, bipolar disorder, right. um, delusional disorders, you know, right. as we can go through all of these conditions and the, the same holds true that, right. you know, that the, the prevalence of those conditions, there's no relationship between those mm -hmm. and any of the, of the um, mass shootings or anything like that. So. That's right. It's much more likely they'll take their own lives right. than, than exactly. the lives of others. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's a much larger problem. Okay, so if we take a very narrow definition, that eliminates right. the most severely mentally ill. Okay, let's, let's take a very broad definition right. of mental illness. Okay, so let's include everybody who might be, um, and how many are we talking about now? About 20% of the population. And across a lifetime. Right, 20 to 25% of the population at some point in their life will have meet criteria for mental illness. So now we have 500,000 people, mm -hmm. so 20%. Right, so that's what? Uh, 100,000. 100, right, so yeah. now we have 100,000 people. In our county. In our county who have, at some point in their lives mm -hmm. will um, seek mental health or, or meet criteria right. for mental illness. Somebody said it's like looking for hay in a haystack. Right. You know, which one of these 100,000? So you have mm -hmm. 5,000 on one end. You have 100,000 over here. Where do you begin? Right. How do you begin to profile a hundred thousand right. people, and identify which one might be a shooter. Mm -hmm. Now you have a, that's another problem, because they're not going to do this. Right. I mean, again, if you have a hundred thousand people who are at risk for mass shootings, um, and we don't have mass shootings here, we haven't had a mass shooting here right. um, that I know of. Right. Okay. Um, and so we've had murders. Sure. We've had homicides, but we haven't had mass shootings. So. To blame the mentally ill, I think, is to chase um, a, a cloud. You know, there's right. just there's just no evidence that people with mental illness pose a risk mm -hmm. for mass shootings. Right. Okay. Right. And again, so what this does is it um, th th there's a couple of we could say unintended consequences mm -hmm. uh, to this. One is we begin to stigmatize those with mental illness, and so. They're not going to seek treatment anymore mm -hmm. uh, because they don't want their kids to be on, on their list. And so right. the parents aren't going to take their kids when they need treatment. Um, uh, two, it's going to falsely identify kids who, mm -hmm. you know, their parents are going through um, some difficulties or they're experiencing bullying or something at school. And so mm -hmm. they need to go talk to somebody. Right. And so now all of a sudden that kid is posed or seen as a risk. He's part of um, 100,000. Right. right. Um, third, you, you have this... Um, you have the whole idea once again that once we think we've identified it, we stop looking. We're not right. now. We're not going to try to find mm -hmm. what's causing it because we've identified mental illness as the problem. So, there's so many issues with with this that 
it's just time that we just stop this this stop this insanity. search stop, yeah. stop the search for the madman stop the search for the mentally ill right. because that's that's a dry hole we're not getting anything right. by doing that um, we're not advocating that we go after guns or right. anybody else we're, all we're saying is it's not the mentally ill and to attribute this to blame the mentally ill is um, to stigmatize unfairly unnecessarily and inaccurately right okay it's like blaming video games that's right. not the problem so let's stop blaming these things because that is not the problem we don't know what the problem is yet. right the, now there's another issue here with well, let me throw just mm -hmm. two more statistics real quick because um, I, I want to make sure that folks recognize right. that within the DSM we also have autism which right. purportedly affects one in 55 kids right we also have ADHD, which is about 10 to 11 percent of kids, right. uh, school age kids. So if we're thinking about mental illness or we're thinking about people who had to seek mental health treatment, mm -hmm. we're going to include those kids as well. Right. And so if we have suddenly we're having a, we have a database that's going to have between 10 and 15 percent, if not 20 percent of all kids on that list. Right. Mm -hmm. What benefit? Again, what benefit is that going to right. give us? Because now we have such a huge list. Mm -hmm. Who we are have, watching? We have about 100,000 students in our county. Right. Okay. So this would be 20,000 20, kids. Right. Yeah. That, that we'd have to identify yeah. as potential shooters. Right. How do you deal with 20,000? Right. I mean, where do, you, where do you begin? Right. Or how do you... And then the other problem is, okay, so it's... Are the shooters within that 20,000? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Right. And the probably not is because the shooters, we don't know much about shooters. We've tried right. to establish a profile mm -hmm. of who the shooters are. Well, first of all, most of the shooters kill themselves or are killed right. by the police. Okay. So we don't have many people to talk to. Right. Okay. First of all, this is not that common. Um, even if you have a hundred or a hundred incidents a year, if you're still talking about a very small number mm -hmm. of, of subjects to study. Um, the second thing is, is that we don't have a category for this kind of behavior. We talked about the categories mm -hmm. of, mental, of a psychological disturbance. We don't have a category for this kind of disturbance. Right. It just doesn't exist in any of the manuals that we use. Okay. Third problem is shooters are not coming to us and discussing this with us. Right. So, they're not on our radar screen. Right. People come to us with anxiety and depression, ADHD, school problems, behavior problems, substance abuse problems. Nobody comes into our office and says, hey, look, I'm, I'm really thinking about doing a mass shooting. Can we talk about it? Right. Can, is there any medication for it? You know, right. Those people don't right. come to professionals. Mm -hmm. They don't go to their doctor. They don't go to their therapist. They don't go to a clergyman and say, hey, I'm really, really struggling with this idea. If they do, come to us we have ways of managing right. that okay but the shooters aren't aren't coming to us right. so how, we don't have any way of knowing who they are so right. you take this group of 20,000 is the shooter even in that group right. number one we don't know but probably not because shooters don't reveal themselves to anybody right. they don't tell anybody right. Charles Whitten didn't tell anybody he shot his mother shot his sister mm -hmm. or was a wife and his mother and then he went to the tower and shot another 15 or 18. Well, and if they, even if they do say something, most people don't recognize it until afterwards. You know, you're thinking about Columbine, you know, mm -hmm. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold. But, you know, they, they sure, uh, upon 
you know, looking back, uh, 2020 hindsight, mm -hmm. you can see that, yeah, they engaged in a lot of things that should have been um, right. a red flag. Right. But once again, not that I'm really working to belabor this too much more, mm -hmm. but a lot of kids engage in those same behaviors. Exactly. Right. I mean, a lot of kids do those same things and never go out in the woods harm and shoot anyone. things. And, yeah. You know. So there wasn't anything terribly bizarre on the surface. Right. About that, that, what that people knew about. That people would have said, whoa, 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 now we're becoming more sensitive right. to it. But but at the time, there wasn't. But, but the shooters are not revealing themselves to right. us. We simply don't know. So if you develop a profile, what would you have to have on the profile? White, yeah. male. Yep. Uh, between the ages of 18 and 27 or something like that, okay? That's the profile, not mentally ill, not, okay. So, but how do you profile these people? It's been impossible. The FBI has never been able to come up with a reliable profile. We just don't know, okay? Let's talk about stigma. Why are we so concerned about stigma? We're concerned about stigma because um, if, a, if an elected official or a highly regarded professional, like mm -hmm. the... Uh, surgeon General mm -hmm. or um, a psychiatrist from Harvard or Duke or something right. who speaks with authority mm -hmm. who have legitimate authority or an elected official anybody who they have believers you know right. I believe a physician from Johns Hopkins because Johns Hopkins is a reputable sure. institution or the Centers for D Disease Control right. okay so these people have legitimate authority and if they say something I tend to believe them yeah. many if you believe in the president, you're gonna believe what the president says. And what we don't wanna do is we, we want to avoid people who speak with authority to influence these kinds of decisions because it creates a stigma. And you say, well, what's the problem with stigma? Well, if we go back to colonial America, there was a time when we thought witches were responsible for things, right. okay? And so we would burn them and drown them and and banish them from the community. There was a time when we thought people with epilepsy were mm -hmm. were possessed by the devil. And so we have we have um, uh, instances across across history for hundreds of years over the right. centuries where we have blamed different groups for um, for events that they really had nothing to do with. Right. The women who were uh, burned alive in colonial America had nothing to do with the events that they were blamed for. Right. Um, people with epilepsy, uh, people who were locked in institutions, um, and now the mentally ill. So we want to be very careful about um, stigmatizing a particular group. Right, because it, it does have. It changes the way you treat them. Treat them, the way you think about them, the. Right, and it, and it changes their willingness to get help for those issues. That's right. Which of course, is a massive. Problem. That's right, and it, and it and it creates. You know, there were some countries where if you were mentally ill, you were deemed a danger, and and many were euthanized. Right. Uh, we had for in our country, we had forced sterilization, mm -hmm. um, and of of the mentally ill, and so you you get these public policies mm -hmm. that are um, ill designed, and are are just wrong. Right. Okay, they're just flat wrong. Right. So we need to be very careful that we don't stigmatize certain groups um, and attribute actions and behaviors to them that uh, should not be attributed to them. Okay? Absolutely. So um, let's be careful because um, blaming the ment mental illness for gun violence is simplistic and um, probably just inaccurate. Right. It's the same as blaming video games or blaming music right. or blaming mm -hmm. uh, TV or, or movies or anything like that. It's, it's a, 
um, what do they call that, a red herring? Red herring. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's not going to get us anywhere. It's not going to buy as much as it relates to prevention. Mm -hmm. um, it hasn't bought us anything no. for prevention, mm -hmm. um, if we're no. No, it hasn't. honest. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so we need to stop, we need to pull back from that, look for the real issues, you know, right. and, and, and maybe open up the idea that gaining mental health treatment um, mm -hmm. is a good thing is a is a positive well, that's, thing that's the, that's exactly the issue that we're trying to get people to seek right. the assistance that they need right this is going to shut it down right you know, who's going to who's going to seek mental health right. treatment if you feel that you're going to be stigmatized or, or punished right. in some way for right. it right absolutely mm -hmm. so right. so we need to shift that and and that starts with all of us you know that right. it starts with us you know we can do the whole uh, because you're going to elect mm -hmm. your elected officials, we make those decisions and that kind of thing. But also, it starts with us because we can say no. That's that's right. ridiculous. I'm right. not going to do that. Yeah, we we really need to come to terms with this whole gun violence. And there are lots of things: climate change and right. gun, all these issues. We really need to have an intelligent, fruitful right. discussion about gun violence. And that's going to include everyone. Right. And what what are the you know we did this with smoking years ago. We right. did it with automobiles. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. We had to have a a very thoughtful oh, years mm -hmm. um, against um, uh, any policy that limited. So it, we're not dealing with anything new here. Right. Um, it's the same same thing. But we need to have a thoughtful discussion about why why is gun violence occurring at these rates in the United States? Absolutely. Not occurring everywhere. Mm -hmm. it's a, there's something unique about the United States, and we need to have that discussion. And as most of you know, and we've said before, uh, we're not allowed. To right. discuss some of these things, you right. know, we, in in Florida we had pediatricians mm -hmm. asking about, do you have firearms in your house? And the um, yeah. uh, one of the organizations said, remember last year it was stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. You know, some doctor said something, and the NRA responded with stay in your lane. Well, and then she said, it is my lane. This right. is my, I, I am concerned about the safety of my patients. So rather than cutting off discussion, right. let's open this thing up, get all the players at the table, the NRA, the wh whoever needs to be there. Let's have everybody at the table and have a fruitful discussion that somehow addresses this issue and we can start dealing with it. That's the only way we're gonna get there. Mm -hmm. So, All right, well that is it for today. Um, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. <laughs>